there's a lot of mistakes you can make um, and we're not talking about technical mistakes here um, you know the how-to that's a whole different story um, but the main mistakes that I see is that a lot of martial arts schools or owners don't have a plan when it comes to photography they have no plan um, there's very little purpose behind when they take photos or how to take photos and then also because of the first two, then there's no message or there's a wrong message, which can really greatly damage your school and your image, really. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. Hey, it's George here from martialartsmedia.com and welcome to the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. So got to repeat guest with me today. Good day, Francine. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Francine. Francine Schaefer from Martial Arts Photography International. We've got a great episode lined up for you today, and we're going to talk about the three martial arts photo mistakes that's hurting your brand. So photo, photos that you might take in the school, training, um, photos that are using for ads and promotions, and three mistakes that you should avoid and how it could be tarnishing your reputation and your brand. Um, we've also got a great download with this episode with a short little in, uh, instructional video. So I'll give you all the details on how you can get that. But first up, if you haven't listened to podcast 102, you can go listen to that and get the full story about Francine. I think we spoke a lot about that and a bunch of other things. But for now, Francine, if you could give us just a two-minute background, who you are, and we'll go from there. Okay, I'm Francine. Um, I am a martial artist of 20 years myself. So I've been training in different styles. It's kind of my passion. Well, it's not kind of my passion. It is my passion. And I am a professional photographer as well. So at some point, it kind of merged. I created my niche and I've been taking photos for martial arts schools for, oh, I don't know, maybe six, seven years. Um, yeah, I've got thousands and thousands of photos of martial arts and martial artists in my database. And yeah, I love doing it. So it's an awesome, an awesome industry to, to be working in. Okay, so let's talk about photos. Now, depending on, you know, the, the state of the union, the state of your country within martial arts where you're at, uh, what I'm referring to is, you know, whether you've got restrictions or lockdown and so forth, chances are you might not have a professional photographer on hand that can take photos. And you know, a lot of people are just doing it themselves. I mean, smartphones are so good. Actually, Francine and I created a course, the Smartphone Photography Masterclass, which is all about taking photos with, with a phone. Um, so phones are really, it's kind of all you need, but it's not just about point and click, right? There's a lot of things that, there's the little things that can make the difference. And I think what we want to really talk about today is those things that you've got to look out for and got to avoid. So 
three mistakes. What are the three top mistakes that you see martial arts school owners make when taking photos that's tarnishing the brand and reputation? There's a lot of mistakes you can make, um, and we're not talking about technical mistakes here. Um, you know, the how-to, that's a whole different story. Um, but the main mistakes that I see is that a lot of martial arts schools or owners don't have a plan when it comes to photography. They have no plan. Um, there's very little purpose behind when they take photos or how to take photos. And then also because of the first two, then there's no message or there's a wrong message, which can really greatly damage your school and your image, really. All right. Okay. So big picture overview. Now let's, if, if we can get a bit more into the details, like plan, what, what type of plan are we talking about? A written plan or a big mind map or what am I doing? Or, you know, is it, what's wrong with me just looking at the class and getting happy snappy and just <laughs> taking random photos? Well, you know, you can always get, it's good, to, it's better to get happy snappy than not taking photos at all, which I see too. So that's probably the main mistake. Don't take any photos. So that's the fourth one. Um, look, the plan is, chances are when you started your school, and I'm going back a bit, because that's really, that's the work I do with every single client I work with, and you can do it to you, for yourself, is just stepping back and going, okay, when you started your school, when you were really excited about it all, at some point, you, just, you decided about a brand. So you decided, okay, my color is red or green or blue, or that's the name. And then that comes with all the, you know, the, the emotional things, which is good, like the passion, the emotion. You might be a very traditional school, like a Shaolin school, where it's all about, you've got your little altar there and things like that. Or you might be super clean cut and modern. And I bet with all of you that at some point when you started, or I hope so at least, that you had that thought that you were had this big vision of your school. And there might be chances that you have a business plan as well. The problem is when it comes to photography, um, often that gets forgotten because oh, yeah, I'll just take my phone and take some happy snaps, like you said. Uh, the problem is that often, and that's, that's something I might talk about a bit later, that you forget what the original vision was. So um, let's say that your vision was you have this really traditional school and it's all about the details and you've got really cool um, uniforms and, and the weapons are carved. And I mean, I'm, I mean it's, it's a stereotype, right? But let's say this is your school. And then all your photos are really just quick snaps of, I don't know, just really wide shots. You're not really showing um, those details and you kind of lose that, that passion and that kind of love for details. That is a part of your brand, if it is. On the other hand, if you have a very, very modern brand, you're nice and clean cut, everything's really nice and neat. I don't know. And then you take photos where there is a yellow bin in it in every shot, or you don't even, or you don't look at the details you have. I'm going into probably too much detail, but it's just that you lose, if you don't have a plan, then you don't have a direction. And it's just very random. All your photos are random. And chances are that they just look like any other school, even though when you set out to create your brand, you had these points of difference that were very you. And it's almost like when you do your planning or your vision boarding, like that's what I will get you to do is like, okay, sit back, remove yourself from everything that you have now, even if you've had this school for 20 years, sit back. Um, I use Pinterest, which is a free app with most of my clients. Um, and it's not about finding martial arts shots. It's about finding shots that convey that feeling or the, the energy and, and everything that makes your school so unique because your school is unique. Every school is different. And sit back and really have fun, you know, putting photos in that you find online. And that could be a photo of a dragon. It can be a photo of a cat. I don't care what it is. 
But once you've got that kind of vision board and that collage, it will tell you, oh, this is what I should look like. And you might have a lot of detail shots in there, or you might have a lot of uh, very specific colors in there. And then if I came in, I would look at that and go like, okay, well, that's your visual, that's your vision for what you want your brand to look like. And then when you take photos, best thing is you print it out, you put it on the wall, then it reminds you to, oh, yes, I do want to record all those really intricate details because that's part of my brand. Or, no, I want it clean cut. It's about lines and being very clean, and that's how I'm going to shoot. Um, so it's just about having a plan in the background that you can get back to. So on that plan, right, and you were, you were mentioning all these different elements, you know, the cat and, and everything else, how do you get to the point where, I mean, because you've got this clear vision, of what you want your school to look like. What, what are you trying to draw inspiration from so that you can make your vision the reality? And I think a lot of us might have, you know, if we're not an experienced photographer, you know, our vision gets blurred and think that it's kind of looking like that, but it's not really. So how do we cross that bridge? And what are we looking for if we have a cat or we've got a boat or, we, you know, we've got things that look good, but what are the intricate little inspiration little elements that we try to draw from that that we could take on to taking photos of students on the mat? Well, I guess it's it's more about, it's not, okay, if you've got a picture of a cat or a dragon or whatever it is, it's not about the cat or the dragon. It's more about the energy, right? So if you, it's, okay, well, that's that's going down the creative rabbit hole. But if you go a cat, you know, like a, let's say cat style, I don't know, kung fu or cry, whatever, I don't know which style has cats or or, or tigers. Well, if you think about it, it's 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 a whole different energy of stalking and 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 moving. That if let's say you have a horse which might be galloping, I mean that's really weird. But I do go down these rabbit holes. And in the end, even if you're not creative, if you have that in the back of your mind that okay, this is the spirit of the movement or whatever you're trying to show then you'll start to take different photos. And let's say, I mean, that's something that we spend a lot of time or I spend a lot of time talking about in our in our course is that's the how, but that comes later. Um, first, you just have to put that vision up and just go like, okay, we'll just leave it there and, and just kind of marinate with it a bit. And it will, if you work with it, it will start infiltrating how you take your photos later on. It's not clean cut. I mean, you probably need a little bit of direction, which, you know, someone like I can give, or maybe you have a very creative um person in your team so I always tell uh, school owners you feel like oh my god like that's just doing my head and just thinking about that well I'm sure you've got one of your especially junior instructors right they're on their phones all the time they're on Instagram they look at photos all the time so find your most creative person um, show them that vision board and say does that can you can you do something with this like does that inspire you to take photos if you get a person that is visual and that has that naturally it, it They'll probably, because it's something that you do intuitively. It's, it's not a technical thing, not so much. It's more of, a, of, a, of an idea, which I don't know if you're technical, I've lost you now. Um, but that's why I say just find someone that in your family or in your team that can, that can do that. And then they can do it for you as well. I mean, you can delegate these kind of things. Does that make sense? Because the first step is very much just about don't think about, oh, how am I ever possibly going to translate that into a photograph? That, that happens later. First, yeah. you just need to have that vision and just put it somewhere, and the how comes later. Okay, cool. So, and I think what would add to that would be this creative talk or things 
causes some tension in your gut and you're like, ah. Oh. Then find what you don't like. Uh, sometimes it's easier to eliminate stuff than to pick the thing that you want. But, you know, if you know what you don't like, then, you know, have that on your unvision board and, and eliminate doing those things. That'll draw you towards what you need. An unvision board. I like that. I'll, I'll use that. <laughs> it's, I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> so number two, no purpose. Mm. So there's a bit of an overlap here. So, so tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it is totally an overlap. And and I see that throughout. It's not just my Schneid's business. It's with any business I work with. It's it's this thing of, oh, I need photos. And we all do, especially now, you know, we're a lot more online. We have Zoom classes. We, we, we just need content. We need to stand out. And as I often say, you know, yoga, Pilates, all the, and, and all of these um, industries are much better than my, they look better than my Schneid's. Let's be honest, they just look better. They, they're on it. So that's why our industry needs to catch up up a little bit but the thing is um not having a purpose is more oh i need photos take the phone take a snapshot walk off the maps and then later you look at it you're like well i don't even know what that was supposed to be and we all we're all guilty of that because you do it under pressure you don't think about why you're doing it um and it's like going into battle without a plan i mean you have some plan and your plan is that vision board or that unvision board you know i do not want and that's a good point actually if you go, i don't want dark photos i don't want blurry photos um i don't want people look like they're in pain on my photos which is probably three things you should avoid anyway so there's some extra for you even if you set out with that in mind all my photos will have really nice bright exposure because i like bright pictures because that's on my vision board that's for, if that's the only thing you take out you take your camera and that's something you know i can teach you but you can youtube it i mean we've got a whole course and you go out and you learn how to make sure that your photos are well exposed that's the one thing you do you have a purpose because your purpose is i'm going to create photos that look nice because the lighting is great tick done that's purpose or if you go out and you say okay today my intention is um, because I like close-ups, right? So on your vision board, you might have lots of photos of like close-ups and details. Now, translating that would be like, okay, I want to focus on somebody doing a punch. I want to focus on the hand or I want to focus on the face or an expression. So what you're going to do, your intention is going to be, I'm going to go close in. I'm not going to stand at the outside of the mats and just take photos of, you know, whatever, uh, potentially have little Johnny crying in the background and you don't see it, you post it, yeah, there you go. Um, you're going to go on the mats, you're going to go nice and close, you're going to interact with your students, you're like, hey, you know, give me a smile, click, and then that's tick, that's another purpose. So even if it feels a, like a lot in the beginning, if you have that plan, just take one thing at a time, especially if you're new or if, like you said, you have like an anxiety attack in thinking about it, pick one thing, bright photos close-ups or colors can i capture colors belts or whatever it is or it's it's what and you can make it a little challenge i mean we all like a little challenge so just having a very simple purpose when you go out there to take a photo that'll 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 yeah expedite not expedite that'll increase your your um not increase i just lost my word that'll improve your photos a lot like just just by doing that and and i'm not even telling you how to do it, it you just it's just the approach so we're getting a bit more clear on a plan. I guess what I'd like to know, where does um, emotion overlap in all this? Is there like a certain emotion that we will be more leaning to the message in point three, but where does emotion sort of fall in play? The emotion that we're trying to 
extract out of the photo or the emotion that we're trying to perceive from the person seeing the photo? The message one, that's the next one. I think when you just, you have your vision, you have your purpose, it's about your emotion, what you bring in, because it, the, the photo is never, not never, but it's not about the the tool it's not about your camera it's about how you i always say it's about how you see the world how you perceive the world or how you perceive what's happening at some point if you take enough photos that's what is going to make your photos unique because nobody looks at things the way you do i mean i'm someone i like to be flat on my stomach on the floor taking shots that's just where i like to be i'm never just standing straight but that adds that angle that people go oh yeah that's a francine shot obviously um and that's emotion in itself and and also because you're interacting with the students because they know you um the emotion comes through through the shot and that's not something that you need to think about i don't think about it uh when i take shots it's just something that happens naturally because you're out there doing something with an intention you're going to get some sort of emotion in there and probably take photos on a day that you feel happy and that you're good uh, and not when you're grumpy because <laughs> it, it always comes through like it's with any creative process it's a process that happens in the background you often don't even know that it's happening so you don't have to be artistic to do that everybody is creative in their own way i mean creativity is problem solving and you're problem solving with martial arts so you're stepping out there and you're just taking a shot, chances are that the emotion will come through. And, and don't question it too much. Just, just do it and just be yourself doing it. It sounds really simple, but it really is. It's not um, rocket science. Like it's it's just something that, and the more you enjoy it, the better it's going to get. And if you really hate it, then yeah, just delegate it to someone who loves doing it. And then you get that emotion through too. Yeah, totally. And so what I do want to do based on that is just take a bit of a sidestep, right? Because uh, like in our partners group, group and academy group, a lot of school owners wanting to run ads on Facebook. And so there's a message that they want to deliver. And so, I mean, the first thing we always say is test, but then some photos are just not good and they should not even, you know, make it yeah. to, to any form of, of a test. You know, everyone's always asking for, for feedback on photos before they go live. And there's certain elements that we do um, obviously to and a few rules that we always stick by just a couple of people and so forth but yep. the question I have for you is let's say we are running an ad and there's a certain emotion or message maybe I'm leaning again to the message yep. right but that, that we're trying to communicate like we want to display confidence for example it's, it's a big one with kids karate or it's a self-defense situation so maybe and maybe it's a ladies workshop or it's jujitsu and it's it, it's pretty brutal, but we do want to display that, you know, someone's getting choked out and they still got a smile on their face type of thing. It's yeah. sort of fun, fun environment. So what are those elements? And I know I've given you probably too much to work with, but how do you go about that? Let's just take the first one and say, all right, well, I'm running an ad that promotes confidence with kids. And so now I want to create a photo that's going to resemble confidence with kids. Where would I start with, with that? Well, it kind of has all three in it. So first of all, you would have to go, I would say you go find photos of kids that you like that convey the confidence and the happiness. Just find random photos. They don't have to be martial arts because it's hard. Uh, on Pinterest, there's very, very little content for martial artists. I mean, one of my suggestions is I'm working on it, but go on my website, see how I do it, and then try to copy that because, um, yeah, there's not all that there. But so the plan would be find photos first, 
that you like, that you go, yep, that conveys confidence, print them. Then you would go on the mats and go like, okay, well, then your intention is I need happy kids, right? Happy, confident kids. You kind of want both. How do you do that? How do you see that? So your intention is you got to show their face, right? So your purpose or the intention for you, the, the second one, will be, okay, if I want to get that expression, I need to capture the face or most likely an interaction maybe in a self-defense kind of environment, right? So there's two kids, they're doing their self-defense, they're looking, or even with an adult, they're looking confident, but they look capable and, and happy doing it. So then that's your intention. And then the third one will be, okay, the message, it's already in there. So you want them to be doing, you want them to look a certain way. And that's also when you start communicating. So you set the scene. So if you if it's kids' photos, you go like, okay, well, if you shoot that at night when it's really dark, uh, it's underexposed, you can't really see the face, that's already a no-no. So your, your message would be wrong, even if you have your plan, you've got your purpose, but you chose the wrong time to do it, let's say, right? So you got to go, okay, well... That's what I want because I want my viewer, I want the message to be, it's a bright, I don't know, it's a bright sunny day that's happy, right? So it's bright and sunny. Um, it's a Saturday morning that's happy um, and the kids having fun doing self-defense. And then there is your message. I don't know if that makes sense because it's very complex. And for me, it's, it's easy because I do it automatically. But the more you do it, just think logically. Like if you want a confident, happy kid, that's why you go back to the plan. You would never choose a dark alleyway kind of self-defense layout or, or image that that would be maybe for for women because you go like okay i need to walk a kid shouldn't be there so think logically okay well for a kid what's a happy environment it's a sunny day playing with the mates but they're still looking confident and then from the plan you got your intention and then you translate it to your shot I, I, does that make sense because it's, it's a lot of logic like if you want women show photos of women I'll make it easy. As we're talking, just thinking, we're including a, a, a download, which we'll talk about in a minute because of the, uh, when, we, when we talk about having no message and how to how to go about that. In the, the, the course that we that we created, the Smart Phone Photography Masterclass, uh, we had two sessions, shooting with purpose and people in portraits. And I know people in portraits, we did a few comparisons with a few kids and photos and different styles, jiu-jitsu, and so forth, and examples of great photos. I'm putting you on the spot, but would it be okay to include that as a download? So if, if people go to the go to the episode and download the transcript, then we can include those yep. with the episode? Hey, I think it, yeah, I think it was a case study we did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because sometimes you just need to have sample photos that you go like, oh, okay, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. especially this being a podcast and it's auditory and, you know, yes. you might be, maybe you're watching the video on, on martialartsmedia.com or you're watching it on social or you're listening on, on iTunes or Spotify or somewhere. It would be good to put the visual element in perspective. So if you go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash 120, 120, there will be a link where you can download the transcript. And in the transcript, we'll have the transcript of this episode. And we'll also include uh, portions of the worksheet that come from the Smartphone Photography Masterclass with a few case studies and something that we're going to talk about next. So, Francine, let's talk about the message and also the worksheet that's included. Mm. Yeah, so the, the message, I mean, like we like it's apparent, those three things are kind of like intertwined a little bit. If you work backwards, if you say you want to have the message, you cannot have a message without having a plan and having a purpose. It's just not going to work because then it's random. It's like your happy snaps, like you said. 
So let's yeah. uh, so before we get into the details, let's define message. What are we actually trying to say yeah. when we want a message delivered through our photos? Well, we call it the photo, the message match. So, and I have, I mean, there's this saying, I think in every language that a photo speaks a thousand words. Or no, a photo says more than a thousand words. And one of the things that I will ask is, well, if one word has so much, if one photo has so much power, then if you look at the photos on your page or on your socials, does it actually tell the right story? And often I get this kind of like, mm, and you know it doesn't because you know exactly like, yeah, no, that's not the story I wanted to tell. Or it's it's just mismatched. So a visual and with visuals, it's even harder because there's a lot of space for interpretation. But that's at the pro level. But even, even when you do your day-to-day photos, just keep it super simple. Like what's the message? And then what is logically, how can you visually convey that message? Um, like I said before, if it's for kids, um, like confident, happy kids training, um, using a dark alleyway for a self-defense, in a self-defense, like a hooded guy, you know, it's probably not the right message because that's not, it, it, the, the, you know, and mothers would think like, oh my God, what's my kid going to do? Like, that's too scary. Um, even though your idea might be right, it's not just think like, your prospect would think and with kids it's the moms usually right so if you put anything out for 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 kids classes you got to think and i'm not telling you anything new i mean i hope that all of you have done a business plan you've got your guide you've got your stuff in there you've got your demographics you've defined your demographics how do they think where do they go where do you know where do they get their coffee blah blah all of that now just use that. You already have it. So go back to business plan, your demographics, look at this. You've, you should have it. If you don't, it's the time to do it. And then just try to think in their terms. So don't think like a martial artist. Don't think like an, an, you know, a fighter. Think like someone who has no idea and think what would they want. So it's, it's very elaborate. I mean, it's, you can keep it quite simple. If you have a boxing class and you've got that, um, I don't know what the title is of the sheet that we're giving you, which we had, I think I broke it down in four, very... The photo to message matchmaker. Yeah, well, I'm talking about that. <laughs> and it's, we've got four very, um, I think I came up with like four total stereotypes, right? So I'm going to take a step back. Usually you have your macro brand, which is your school, and then you might have a fitness class, a kids class, self-defense class, and a traditional class. Now, if you download that and it's not you, just read it because it's gonna it's gonna click. You're gonna go like, oh, okay, and you just change it with whatever you're doing. If it's you know, for example, BJJ, you would go like competitive um, sports BJJ, more self defense class maybe for women. Then you've got kids, and then you might have something else. So just translate it to your own. And I've got a lot in there. And then just go back to your plan. Literally, you go to Pinterest and go. Uh, women's fitness classes and then you see photos coming up we go like okay well how can I use that but instead of a woman doing yoga it's a woman doing a kick smiling if if that makes sense so that's where the plan comes back into play with your message if you're not sure what it is that you were trying to do visually actually Fritzine I've got it open you on the on the screen so just to add to that um, four broad categories of different styles. And if your style doesn't fit there, you can pick one that's closest to it. Um, but yeah. we talk about a breakdown of the, the audience, the motivated, desired result, role models, aspirations, right. um, existing issues, environmental, fear barrier, internal, and then photo suggestions of how you can actually go about the photos. So there's a page two. There's ah. three suggestions on each for photos. 
then there's lighting tips, movement tips, composition tips, and a few bonuses as well. There you go. If you print that out and put it up in your in your academy, that'll that'll solve a lot of um, a lot of question marks already. Because um, it is quite a. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but in the end, it's 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 a very logical process. You think about who are you trying to sell it to, what do they like. And you have to work with stereotypes. I mean, you do. Like, it's it's women probably prefer, like, bright, colorful, um, you know, kind of um, photos. If it's, for, if it's for a fight club or for a sparring class for guys, well, then obviously you're not going to use pink, you know, pink tops. You're going to obviously make it a little bit more masculine. You can, you can turn it black and white. There's a lot of little tricks. I mean, there's so much that we have in the course, which, yeah, I could talk all day. But it's... Just try to think logical. And if you don't have that logic, I mean, it's a bit of a creative and visual logic. If you don't have that, ask your target audience, ask your moms at the school, like, oh, look, um, maybe print a few photos, like find a few photos online of kids' classes, no matter what sport, print them out. And then you can show it to the moms while they're waiting. They're like, okay, can you please cross which, what, which three do you prefer? And you go cross, cross, cross. And then the one that has the most likes, if you want, or you can even do it on Facebook, because there's not a lot of material out there for martial arts, it is sometimes difficult. Um, but if you think in movement, it's really doable. And it's ask for feedback, ask for feedback from people that you want to sell it to. Ask them what do you want it, what would you respond to, A, B, or C? And they will tell you. And you will see that there's usually because psychology works kind of very similarly. I mean, you've got to ask, you know, don't just ask three people, maybe ask 30 or 40. Ask your friends, ask your family. Put it on your private Facebook um, and then see what and don't talk to other business owners or other martial arts school owners because often you'll you'll be in the wrong mindset. You'll think as the instructor, but you want to have the feedback from those who um, you want to, to. Yeah, you want them to come to you. That makes right, sense. So, yeah. So a couple of things that I got got from that, I think most martial arts school owners need to tone it down rather than ramp it up. You know, the angry, focused, violent type look is probably more of tone it down for your target audience. One that really hit home, and I think it really stings if you are really objective about it, is if a picture tells a thousand words, then what is mine doing? Like, well, and and just, just having an honest look and uh, removing your emotion out of it, I think is also key because it might have been the best technique that you ever pulled off. But if you removed your emotional attachment away from it, how is this perceived for someone that just wants to give a class a try type of thing? Exactly. Yeah, and I've, I see that a lot. Like when I go and take photos, it's often, and, and it's, and I, I get it as a martial artist, I get it. It's always like, oh, what do you want the class to do? Let's do spinning, whatever, psychics, blah, and I'm just keep it simple because. First of all, the more complex the, the, the technique, the more you can screw it up. And not everybody's very good at, you know, spinning psychic or whatever it is. And it, it's a very nicely executed straight punch with a smiling kid will beat a, a kid looking. I mean, it depends what it is. If it's competition, then yes, get a kid that does a perfect psychic, you know, looking really stern. Just know what story you're trying to tell. Like, it's really about what's and, and show people, you know, take a shot. Um, put it somewhere and ask people, maybe don't put it on your socials, but ask people, so what do you think when you look at this? Ask different people, ask some kids, ask some moms, ask some teenagers, and they will all give you a different reply. 
because I've got amazing shots, you know, my, my warrior shots, and I think they're amazing. But for somebody who starts martial arts, they're not the right shots because they go to the jug. I can't do that. Yeah. So, and everybody's always comparing themselves. So it's also important to really know your target audience and present. And if it's if it's middle-aged women or moms, you know, moms classes after drop-off, um, don't, and I see that all the time. You've got these 20-year-old super skinny girls that obviously don't know what they're doing because it's stock photography. Don't do it. Um, get get those, get someone in, ask a mom, oh, do you mind? Look, you can do a free boxing class. I just want to take a few photos of you punching the back. And then use that because it's authentic and, and it speaks to that audience. You're like, oh, she can do it. I can do it. And, and that's that's how you need to think. Like you say, you've got to step back and not be the instructor or the martial artist in that you need to really try to to understand what they would want to see and what would motivate them and it's it's nothing easier than involving you know your students your parents and family they all like to help hmm. perfect Betsy thanks so much so for, for all our listeners uh, to get a head start uh, go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash 120 that's the numbers 120 and download the transcript with it we've included the, the photo to message matchmaker, um, which would be a great guideline for you to work with on how to approach different situations, different styles, etc. And we'll also include a couple of case studies um, to give you a good visual representation of good photos that uh, how to take good photos. If you need to take better photos and you know you, you realize how important this is, and it's something that you do yourself. And, you know, you've got, you're doing it or your students are doing it. And I get it. Obviously, you're busy with classes. And so you just kind of make do with what you get in the moment and you post it up. Francine put together a great course, the Martial Arts Photography Smartphone Master Class. I mixed it up. Ah, that's the worst promo ever. Photography. No, I don't know now. <laughs> Smartphone Photography Masterclass. So, yeah, if you go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash courses, uh, just look for... Any combination of those words, the smartphone masterclass <laughs> with Francine. Uh, there's probably a picture of her in pink. Um, Correct. Good little brand education on that. <laughs> uh, check out the course. will be super helpful. will save you a lot of time, a lot of money. What I got from the course, you know, I was just a facilitator, all Francine's knowledge. And I got to, I was fortunate enough to learn side by side. The good, the good thing that I got, got from it is it's all the little things that is not rocket science. It's just things I didn't know. And now I know it. And every time I'm taking photos, I have these little trigger, new trigger points in my mind for things that I have to have to look out for. Um, and that's what makes a big difference and adds to your value. So, Francine, thank you so much. And we'll probably get together soon for round three. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks so much. Speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, and in there I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media 
community. And an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P. Uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group. That will take you straight there. Uh, request to join and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. We'll conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.